Are How are you? Road. Average household uses on air conditioning. Do you think that could be? So if we reach the goal by 2030 that Biden has a 50% adoption instead of 100% adoption, that means the average household would use twice as much electricity charging one of their cars as they would use for all of the air conditioning that they use for the entire year. Do you think this could contribute to rolling of blackouts and brownouts in areas of the country where air conditioning is basically considered essential? Not if we prepare. Look, the fact that people who have electric vehicles are going to use more electricity can't be a reason to give up. The idea that America is inferior to the other countries that have figured this out just doesn't sit well with us in administration, I, and that's why saying, we're investing I, in a better I, grid. In the time that I have left, let me say, uh, I'm not saying we shouldn't prepare. I told you at the beginning of this, I'm bullish on, on this technology, but the, the numbers and the rate of adoption has been developed using political science, not engineering. They're impractical. It, if we blindly follow these goals that Biden has set out, it will cause pain and suffering for the middle class. Wonderful. That was, uh, let's see if I can read his name. Rep. Thomas Massey, uh, grilling Pete Balgag on Buttigieg, uh, uh, Pete Buttigieg, Secretary Buttigieg. Uh, he's, I don't know, this little, little Pete guy, I don't know, he's, he's alright, you know, he just a lot misguided like AOC. Um, I like to point out, he's talking about, or Pete Buttigieg, let me clarify. Uh, okay. America lagging behind or falling behind countries that have already figured this out. Uh, you mean like, you mean like Germany, which took, got rid of their coal, their gas, natural gas, and went to wind and solar power and now they're trying to go back to uh, trying to go back to the old ways they're buying up natural gas from Russia Russia China is building coal-fired power plants all over the world and I've heard they're going back to coal-fired power plants and such in their own countries, uh, or in their own country of China, pardon me. Uh, but the thing is, Buttigieg brings up also improving the infrastructure, the electrical grid, to cope with the higher demand. But really, they're downgrading the electrical grid because part of what they want to do is switch it to uh, wind, power, turbines, solar panels that overheat, all, all these things that other nations, as he mentioned, he mentioned other nations. Other nations have learned these things don't work. <laughs> but, I mean, that's Democrat liberal logic. Biden, you know, is talking about getting these things done 
by the year 2030. That's a uh, and that's a government mandate. Okay, let's let's look at this here. I gotta put my goggles on. Uh, one thing. I'm a strong believer that the government should not be mandating these things. The private sector, the market should be dictating this. Uh, to, to simply plain and put it, the Tesla automobile, they do receive some government subsidies. Okay, I don't really care about that. In fact, uh, there was uh, pe there were people talking a few years ago when the Tesla stuff st first started getting popular uh, that it was cheaper to buy a new Tesla with the government grants than a used one. And I think they meant, they might have meant it was cheaper to buy a new Tesla with government grants than it was to buy a used car. Or, or maybe they meant a used Tesla, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, but really, Tesla is market-driven. They do get government subsidies, tax incentives, and so on and so forth, grants and whatever. But that's not where the majority of their money is made. You don't become, you know, a billion and some dollar corporation and a billionaire off of government subsidies, okay? But they made the first electric car that was cool, that people wanted to buy. Then they invited Elon Musk to come along and invest in the company and they made him CEO the fact of the matter is in the year 2030 is eight years away I don't know if Joe Biden is using Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's calendar saying that the world is going to end in 12 years. That was like four years ago she said that. It's amazing she's been in office that long. But anyhow, she said that the world would end in 12 years if we don't do something today, like the very day she was speaking. So Biden must be using her logic to rush this stuff through, rush it into development, I guess. I I don't know, but the fa the point about this was when Pete Buttigieg says that you know we shouldn't give up because it's going to cost more or because it's going to be hard. Uh, Rep. Thomas Massey drives an electric car. He's uh, an innovator in and. Uh, someone who wants this technology to develop and come along but he realizes Thomas Massey that is Rep Massey realizes it takes time 
you know, even if we start working on our electrical grid that took, what, since probably, we'll just estimate, you know, the post-World War II boom in America. So it's taken about 70 years or so, 80 years, uh, to build up our electrical grid and our roadways to the point where we are now. And then we're just going to rebuild everything in eight years. Upgrade everything in eight years. You know. And we saw in Texas last year what happens with the wind and the solar power. That Pete Buttigieg wants to use to power to recharge these electric cars. You know, the 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 wind turbines froze, the solar panels froze over, and people sat in cold-ass houses for weeks on end, people died, and so on and so forth. So, we just don't know what, what we're getting into. And, and yes, electric vehicles are going to be the future. I mean, Ford has already destroyed the Mustang and turned it into a soccer mom car uh, and, and made it an all-electric vehicle. Uh, by far, Tesla is the best. They have the best uh, range. They have the best battery pack or the biggest battery pack. all those things GM is going to go over to all electric in the next few years so all of this is coming but it should not be government mandated because that just intertwines the government and the corporations together and creates a big government big what was that word I'm looking for a stakeholder economy um, I, like I've been talking about for a while I'm reading this book about by Newt Gingrich about defeating big government socialism and the stakeholder economy is where if you have stake in something like electric vehicles, you're the owner of the company. You then work together with government to advance your technology, to grow your company. Now, the government officials have a stake in the situation. Well, if the owner of the company and the government both hold a stake, the government can make the laws like Pete Buttigieg is pushing for, pushing forward with, and the Biden administration is pushing forward with. And it doesn't matter if, let's say, Ford's electric vehicle is up to my standards if it suits me the consumer it doesn't matter anymore because the government's gonna say 
you have to own an electric vehicle. Now, though I have dreams of Tesla, and I want to own a Tesla, I want to own their UFO-looking uh, pickup truck. The electric car that I buy, when it comes to that point when there's nothing else to buy, is going to be based on what I can afford. No pun intended, afford. <laughs> what I can afford to buy okay that's how most people make their decisions so if the government mandated electric vehicle is that you can afford is a piss poor quality and breaks all the time or the the battery power the battery life is not what you need it to be it doesn't matter. The government has mandated it and the company is making it and you, the consumer, have to buy it. So the government gets their money out of the company through lobbyists, through taxes. They get their money from you through taxes because there's going to be a tax on the vehicle that you buy just like there's a tax on the gasoline-powered vehicles we buy now and so it's just going to go on and on like this if we let government and big business work too closely together just a thought shoo I was looking on my Instagram today and I seen seesaw seen saw seesaw see I saw that uh, Joe Rogan was shadow banned-ish on Twitter, that people were complaining that when they try to follow him, it says that his account has been restricted, but he doesn't know of any notifications or strikes from Twitter. Then I'm looking over here at uh, Terrence K. Williams' Instagram and it shows that he has been restricted for 90 days on Facebook isn't this convenience store social media censorship convenience censorship we're a few months away from midterm elections the Democrats are about to get the living shiznit beat out of them at the polls and people that have a dissenting opinion or dissenting argument from the Democrats are getting uh, ban not banned but uh, their accounts are getting yeah shadow banned by big tech well big tech has a lot at stake lot at stake in this midterm election you know CNN Google uh, CNN I know is not a big tech company but uh, CNN Google all these companies have said been caught on tape by Project Veritas saying they had to make sure Donald Trump didn't win the second go-round 
make sure he didn't win re-election. Are they trying to stop the red wave coming? It's hard to say. The truth lies in the secrets that are told that never do unfold, my friends. Let's reset, talk about the 9,500 deaths in the last 11 weeks that the media is not reporting. Whoa, ooh, hee-hee-ha-ha, hee-hee-ha-ha, ho-ho-ho-ho, they're coming to take me away, ha-ha-ha-ha-ho. Ever hear that song, they're coming to take me away? It's a creepy-ass song. Be right back. Matthew McConaughey would say. I'm good at banging out the famous quotes, ain't I? No, not really. I'm a jackass. So, the Daily Skeptic. And the website is dailyskeptic.org. Skeptic. Skepticism. I know when I say it, I almost feel like I'm saying septic. Like septic tank or sepsis. But I'm saying skeptic in my Ohio Valley accent. Uh, non, or pardon me, let me get this headline correct. Excess non-COVID deaths approach 9,500 in the last 11 weeks. Now, this is important because uh, there's a new strain of COVID. It's a, a new... Uh, a new strain of COVID. Let me repeat myself. End of statement. Repeat. <laughs> repeat the line. Okay. I got that out of my system. When we look at this, the newest strain of COVID is more contagious. Uh, now, some people are saying it's slightly uh, more dangerous than the last strain. Uh, this this strain, they're saying, does get into your lungs. Uh, the the B, I don't know BA five or BA four something strain didn't get into your lungs. It was more a nasal and a bronchial thing. Uh, this strain, they're saying the symptoms are. Uh, a cold, you have a really bad cold, which the common cold, the flu, pneumonia, those are all coronaviruses, okay? Let's make that clear so we understand. In case you haven't learned anything about COVID or coronaviruses in the last two years. So, this strain, more susceptible, more contagious, not as deadly as the Alpha or the uh, Delta. Uh, really not any more lethal than the last strain. 
So the, the number of cases is going up, but the number of deaths from COVID is not. So let's see here. Where's this article start? Make sure I'm getting, yeah, right here. Jump down my app, double wee in my woods. There have been, there have been 9,422 deaths more than usual. Let me reread that because I fucked up and skipped a word. There have been 900. There have been. Fuck! Can't read tonight. I can't think. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm trying to get to my opinion before I give you the facts. And it's caused me to screw up. There have been 9,422 more deaths than usual. Usual registered in England and Wales from causes other than COVID-19 in the 11 weeks since April 23rd. The latest official data showed. In the week ending July 8th, the most recent week for data are available. There were 928 excess deaths above the five-year average. 10% above, of which 423 were registered with COVID-19 as a contributor, contributory cause, 262 with COVID as an underlying cause, leaving, this is a bad number, 666 for an underlying cause other than COVID-19. So the five-year average, weeks one to eight, 2022, affected by COVID wave in early 2021. There's a graph there. I'm not going to try to explain it. At the Daily Skeptic, we are tracking deaths by date of occurrence and comparing them with the rollout of spring COVID vaccine boosters in England in the over 75s. That means the population or the people that are 75 years or older. As there appears to be a correlation this week, the odd spike in deaths by date of occurrence in the middle of June got bigger owning or owing to a backlog of registrations making the drop in the week ending June 24th more pronounced uh, interestingly deaths rose again the week of July 1st rather than continuing to fall through the drop in deaths by date of registration su <clears throat> suggests a, <clears throat> a sustained downward trend may appear soon. The cause of the spike in non-COVID excess deaths in mid-June is unclear. These are deaths by date of occurrence 
so it isn't a registration after fact. And it says here is the curve of the excess non-COVID deaths by date of registration along with the cumulative total of spring boosters. The trend in excess non-COVID death registrations appears to be heading downward. So what they're saying is as the, <laughs> for some reason, as people are getting their COVID booster shots, the umpteenth booster, uh, I think for some people it's their fourth booster by this point. Uh, I am not getting the booster. I've had natural, I've had COVID after my two shots, uh, my first two shots and no booster. And I decided since the Omicron variant wasn't very bad that I would take my chance with getting natural immunity, which uh, an Israeli study, a huge study, because damn near 90-some percent of Israel is vaccinated. People with prior COVID infections had a lower reinfection rate than people with boosters and no prior COVID illness. So, in the latest booster boosters, woosters, roosters, they're putting in an anti-heart attack ingredient. Now, they say that that ingredient is used in a lot of vaccines and medicines and so on. That's one thing I've heard. Why would they need to put an anti-heart attack ingredient in there if there wasn't a problem? We know that this vaccine can cause myocarditis. But we also know, as I mentioned in my last segment, when you have government and business intertwined so, so closely, and the government's paying for this shit, You're, you go into your doctor's office and, hey, Sparky, Dr. Boobity Boop Boop Boop, I gotta watch it because my doctor speaks with an uh, Indian accent. I love my doctor though. He, 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 he's. I love my Indian doctor. I wouldn't want to go to a doctor that speaks fucking English. Um, I have health problems that my English-speaking doctor said, well, it'll just work itself out. And my Indian doctor, who I could barely understand at first, but now I'm kind of used to his accent, um, said, no, we're going to fix your your problems, you fat ass. And that was that's my problem. I'm fat and I had pre-diabetes and I crossed into diabetes. Now I'm crossing back downward towards the pre-diabetic and non-diabetic at all threshold. Yay for me. Pat myself on the back. 
Uh, but my doctor said, we're going to attack this and we're going to make you better because the long-term effects are very bad. Okay. So I'm now prejudiced against white doctors who speak perfect English, is my point. <laughs> but uh, my doctor got talked me into getting my uh, vaccine and my second vaccine shot. Where I got the uh, Moderna two-shot thing. Uh, but anyways, I was within the uh, time frame that the Moderna should have protected me, and I caught COVID. And I didn't even think anything of it. I was nervous because they're all uppity about, do you have a runny nose? Do you have a sore throat? Do you have this? Do you have that? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had everything except the fever, and I'm like, but my sinuses do this, ah, get out, get out, we're going to turn this into a telehealth appointment, go, get out of the office. I'm like, I'm in a freaking doctor's office. You're supposed to fix me, not throw me out. So I said, you're going to give me a COVID test. And they're like, well, do you want one? I'm like, I thought that's why you were kicking me out of the office. <laughs> like. Yeah, if you're accusing me of, of having COVID, I want to want to know it. So I tested positive. They put me on an antibiotic and a steroid. That was a fucking awesome steroid. Because I, I took my first dosage, then I took my second dose, and the next morning I felt awesome. Like my snot, my sinuses, my chest, everything drained overnight which meant I woke up to a huge snotty mess but I had no mucus no nothing in my sinuses oh, I felt awesome because I have sinus trouble 365 but nonetheless the vaccine does not vaccinate big government and the uh, the now evil right they, they've become so intertwined with government and government corruption that they're now the pharmaceutical companies are seen as corrupt evil organizations big government big pharma working together to make sure you get your vaccine and make sure that you're accustomed to being told what to do by the government and by the pharmaceuticals. So the next thing that comes along, they're trying to push this monkeypox on us. They're trying to say, oh God, we got to come up with a monkeypox vaccine. Now, uh, some states, like I was saying, this new variation of uh, COVID is more contagious. Some places, California... I think is going to reinstate the indoor mask requirement next week. I don't, I don't if it, if the mask stops the transmission of germs, which we know it doesn't, uh, unless you got an N95 respirator mask. Uh, the the doctor masks or the nurses masks that you see typically worn in hospitals 
those stop about 65% of uh, germs and snot and droplets. Uh, the, the cloth mask, you might as well just fuck yourself with it because it's worthless. So, these uh, states, New York and California, because they're seeing an uptick in COVID diagnoses, 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 whatever. They're reinstating the mask mandates. Again, big government, pharmaceuticals, working together to keep you under control. It's that mutual interest, that stakeholder interest. The government has a stake in this. They're investing millions, if not by now billions, of your tax dollars into the COVID vaccines. And that'll be the next mandate if cases continue to rise, even though we know a fully vaccinated person double boosted by the name of President Biden has caught COVID. We know that Dr. Falsey, who is vaccinated and boosted, has caught COVID multiple times. Uh, And, you know, I don't want for anyone to get sick, you know, I'm being sarcastic and facetious and obnoxious little shit or obnoxious big shit but you know it comes a point where you're like um the vaccination that old trumpy baby rushed into production and got emergency authorization to uh start distributing before all the the tests and um what do they call that? Peer review could be finished. Um, as long as it passed the drug company's supposed testing and uh, the, the data that we're not allowed to see for 75 years, the data that's so uh, accurate, we can't see it for 75 years. <laughs> Uh, anyhow, the government had to approve that too. But anyway, the vaccine doesn't work. I got vaccinated from polio when I was a kid. Ain't got polio yet. I got a tetanus shot years and years ago, and I got a, a second one when I went on some vacation. Haven't got tetanus. Had a tuberculosis vaccine. Ain't got tuberculosis. So, why is it you get the COVID vaccine and Joe Biden is on record, on film, on video, on television, whatever the hell you want to call it, saying, you, you, look, hey man, you, you get the vaccine, you don't catch COVID. And then they said... Well, there's been a spike in COVID cases after the vaccines came out. More people died after the vaccine rollout than died the year of 2020 when we didn't have the vaccine. Well, why is that? Oh, well, those people that are not vaccinated can still infect the vaccinated. What? 
So, anyways, guys, this is big government, big business working together to suppress you, take your tax dollars, line their pockets, and and at what, and for what, you know. Oh, the, the betterment of uh, our overall health, the health system, the health of the entire population. No, it's a power and a money thing. Power corrupts. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. And you're seeing it. You've seen it for two years. You see now in Dr. Deborah Bur- Burke's book, she said she lied and manipulated facts to keep the lockdowns going. Now, she thought she was doing the right thing. We now see these non-COVID uh, excess deaths. Some of those are suicides. Some of those are literally people that died of depression and loneliness because of the government and big corporate, big pharma mandated lockdowns. I report, you decide. That sounds so fucking tacky. Uh, that was what? That was Fox News. F A U X. Fox News's thing. Hey, God bless you guys. Pray for one another. The truth is out there, and it lies in the secrets that are told that never do unfold. God bless y'all. I'll pray for you. You pray for me. We pray for each other. And let's light a cigar. Let's jam out to a guitar solo of Welcome to the Jungle. <laughs>